So we want to add what we're calling, say, a soft STEAM approach to the business where we're STEAM being science, technology, engineering, arts and maths, where we have that element of education and fun at the same time. So, yes, they'll be entertained, but they'll be learning at the same time. And that's actually a really good point in the fact that, you know, all of our toys that we're that we're creating, you know, take the technology away. They can still be enjoyed you know, w- without the technology. Um, we're simply just enhancing them using this digital technology. Welcome to the Digital Irish Podcast, a podcast all about Irish innovation. This podcast interviews entrepreneurs, investors, creators, global leaders, talks to them about what they're working on right now and what we can learn from their experiences. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Irish Network, a not-for-profit organization which aims to highlight Irish innovation all over the world. I'm your host, Dave Byrne. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Digital Irish Podcast, where we are speaking to the Hollow Toys founders, Kate and Declan. For those who don't know Hollow Toys, this is a company which is creating children's toys with an augmented reality twist. So really adding to the experience that children have with their toys, which is helping with them to have a bit more of a tactile experience in a digital environment, but also then add additional experiences to classic toys and classic children's items like stickers, rub-on tattoos, and books. So it's really innovative, really great to see. And they've seen such great success over the last two years. They've got some fantastic partnerships that you'll hear more about, and they've really grown during the pandemic period. Over the course of the interview, we also start talking about minor safety and what it truly means to build a safe environment for children. We hear their perspective as well as parents of like why this is so important to parents. And finally, we then go into advice and thoughts for other entrepreneurs that are looking to take off and the experience that they've had. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. We'd love to hear your feedback afterwards as well. So uh, please check it out and email hello at digitalirish.com if you have any thoughts, feedback, or insights yourself. Firstly, Kate Declan, thank you so much for joining today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Well, I want to take you back initially to the beginning of this journey. What initially inspired you to create Hollow Toys? Okay, well, Hollow Toys was born, I suppose, out of a uh, well, a trip to a tattoo convention center, first of all, but also from um, seeing the fun that our kids have with uh, augmented reality, especially filters on social media giants such as TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. And I suppose what we're trying to do is, you know, give our children the same engagement that they are experiencing on those social channels. But the problem that we're trying to solve is, you know, they're not safe playgrounds for children. And, you know, they are only a swipe away from content that's inappropriate for their age. So why should adults have all the fun? And so what we're simply doing is just allowing them to engage with the same technology, but doing it in a fun way and bringing it uh, to the toy industry. 
So uh, just to come in on that, myself and Declan, um, we were thinking about getting a tattoo. And the only reason we were thinking about it was because we saw this really cool app called Skin Motion, where you can uh, get a sound wave tattooed on your skin and hold an app, uh, hold a Skin Motion app over it. And it plays back the audio recording, which we thought was brilliant because if we had the kids saying, I love you, mommy or daddy or whatever, uh, I just thought that was really innovative. Um, and I've always loved emerging technology. And I just thought that's a really clever way to use emerging uh, to use emerging technology. So we, as Declan said, the tattoo convention came up in Dublin very soon after we saw that. And we just said, look, let's go in and take a look and see if there's any innovation in the space. And we, as much as we loved the, the convention, it was brilliant. The, the talent was phenomenal. But we came out saying it's a pity that we didn't see any tech with it, you know, in, in a space that's so creative. So we did a quick search to see did augmented reality tattoos exist? Um, and the more we talked about it, we figured they'd probably be more relevant to kids. What's really interesting when uh, I remember talking about this story to you is that you actually have quite an interesting connection to America in the, in the foundation of Hollow Toys. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Um, so when Declan and I re- did a re- we did a bit of research into whether augmented reality tattoos exist, um, we found this company in Baltimore, they're an A or V or agency, and they had created a concept uh, where they basically created augmented reality temporary tattoos kind of to give out as a marketing um, initiative to showcase what they are able to do, right? It's like they, a business card that they would give yeah. out at like, you know, um, industry fairs and stuff like that. It was a really cool, creative way for them to be able to showcase, you know, what they did from a from a, from a, a company perspective. And um, rather than just giving out a business card, they give out a pack of temporary tattoos that came alive using their app, using their uh, augmented reality. Um, but it was a really cool, creative way of being able to, you know, garner that attention at these trade fairs. So we found them online and we contacted the CEO through LinkedIn one Sunday evening to say, we love what what you're doing. Have you brought this to market? Have you thought about bringing it to market as an idea, as a brand idea? And he came back to say that they didn't. They really only used it as a concept to advertise their business and that they would be open to working with us to create this, uh, sorry, to create this brand. So we, we decided that we would work together to, I suppose, create a brand that maybe brought this creativity to market um, in yeah, a way from, that hasn't been done before. From, from the get-go, they really bought into the vision that we had at the time, which was essentially to scale this out across the toy uh, industry, across the toy category, um, because we kind of felt that it was a, a really cool experience for children. And not only could you limit it to, you know, temporary tattoos, but you could also, you know, explore the world of publishing and even, you know, explore it even further into including hard lines or more kind of core toy products. Um, And that's exactly what we did because we were kind of unsure at the time as to how the toy, even though we thought it was a great idea, we didn't understand if the toy industry would actually, you know, follow suit. So what we simply did was we took the concept to Spielwaren Messe, which is the world's largest toy fair in Germany. And we stood at a stand for over six days and we basically sold the concept. And, you know, the industry loved it, absolutely loved it. Not only did they love the concept, but they loved the quality of the automations. They love the ease of use of the app. They love the speed of the app. And really it was the the speed and the simplicity of what we were doing that kind of attracted most people to the stand that that week. Uh, And it was purely, as we say, it was a litmus test for for the concept, but it was also a litmus test for us to really understand the potential that this business had. It's really fascinating. And, you know, when you were speaking there, I kept on thinking that 
I, I've definitely found that AR itself and this kind of technology is becoming increasingly more commonplace and more, uh, it's more regular that you kind of see the uh, companies investing in this kind of technology. What is it about it now, though, that seems to be creating this, uh, this uh, environment where it is becoming more commonplace? Like what, what's happening right now that's creating a, a good environment for AR to take off? Well, Dave, to be honest, I think it is the, the the large companies that are investing in this space that's kind of catapulting it forward in that way, because we're certainly not the first ones to ever bring AOR to the toy industry. Um, but we've learned a lot from the people who have done it in the past. And you can see that, you know, over the last five to six years, the investment made by, you know, the giants such as Samsung and Apple um, and even the tech giants, uh, as in the, the social giants, you know, you, you can see that the investment even in the heart in the devices such as the iPhone from the iPhone 10 to the iPhone 14, which is about to be released in September, you know, their sole concentration from what we understand has been on the LiDAR technology and the functionality of making AOR even better and better um, for each uh, um, new new phone device released. Um, and it's because of making that device, uh, allowing it to be able to you know, use this technology in this way that I feel that the likes of this social giants like TikTok and Instagram and even Snap, Snap have just been massive in this space. They're, they're able to create these filters uh, and just animations that people just have fun with and just get a really great kick out of. And I think that, that that's something that has really just happened now and never really happened in the way that it did before. And that's why we feel the timing is right now for Holotoids um, entering into the toy space because it just didn't have that level of engagement or global recognition that AOR does today. You've mentioned something quite interesting there because big tech platforms and big social platforms, you mentioned a few names there, are investing in this technology. But, you know, at the beginning, you made a, a really interesting point about like, you know, uh, harmful content is only a swipe away on some of these platforms. So, you know, thinking about what these platforms are doing, like what are some of the concerns that maybe parents have about these platforms? And what are some of the things that maybe these platforms are not investing in or taking into consideration as they, they create these experiences? Look, the social media platforms are doing fantastic work. <clears throat> Sorry, as Declan said, the the social media platforms have invested heavily in this technology, particularly because it's obviously adding a fun layer to the, the um, user experience when it comes to any of these and shareability and this huge... Um, engagement rates with with this technology the issue is that obviously these channels are designed for children aged 15 16 years and upwards so for the age demographic that we're trying to target which is between the ages of three and ten it's not a safe environment and we all know that there's there's content on these social channels that just are inappropriate as Declan mentioned and it's an area that parents are very concerned about there's a huge amount of conversations taking place around the globe around cyber security and cyber safety um, and for that age demographic um, obviously they're very easily influenced I suppose we wanted to offer an experience to these 
to these kids that allows them to play with this technology, learn through this technology away from social channels like these, um, like these giants um, in a safe environment. So basically we're taking them away from the open web by having it enclosed in our Holotoys app um, and allowing them to play with the filters, allowing them to play with the, with the same technologies, just completely in a, in a, in a safe environment. So look, to your point, Dave, it is the, the work that they're doing is incredible. They're investing heavily. The creators that they have around the world are just phenomenal in this space. So it's it's helped us. All of that investment has absolutely helped us um, to create what we're creating now. And we have, we've also learned from them in the in the same respect that, you know, if you're going to try and encourage children to come off the social channels and, you know, engage with Holotoys, we needed to be sure to give them the same, if not better experience in terms of the speed. Um, and that's something that we really pride ourselves on in creating the Holotoys app because it is the one app that works across all of our products. So we have a product rollout plan that contains over 50 products for the next three years. Um, it will be the one app that basically brings all of those products to life. And is that kind of, it's that seamless use that really wasn't kind of present in the toy industry before. Um, but there's another aspect to what we do that's very much different to what the social channels are doing. And that is basically bridging the gap between the physical toy and the digital enjoyment of that toy. And that's kind of where we bring our parents had into this um, again, because we as parents don't want our children to lose touch with the with with the the physical world that, that they that they live in, and um, we also don't want them to lose the motor skills and the development um, behaviors that's really necessary for them to be able to develop as a child. Um, so for that reason, we feel that by releasing physical products, you know, that allows them to be able to, whether it's making a puzzle like a jigsaw um, and piece the pieces together. And then at the end, you know, hold a device over that jigsaw and for that to bounce into life um, using augmented reality, it allows the child to be able to, you know, have the motor skills to build a physical toy and then enjoy it in a, in a much more modern and relevant way that they're used to today. Really interesting to hear because I imagine that there's benefits for the children themselves that they're not just like passively watching something on a screen, that they're actually doing something that's that's kind of tactile. And like also as well, I saw like one of your products is where you're actually reading a book and it's educational. And then the AR kind of augments the education by actually like giving something that's a bit more interactive. I imagine that has like huge benefits then on the development of, uh, of a child of like um, of like their cognition skills and their uh, even like things like hand-to-eye coordination. I, I imagine that has like such a great benefit to them as well. It does. It does. Um, and this is actually at the core of why we set up and um, created Holotoys to begin with. So we have a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, uh, a six-year-old daughter and eight-year-old son. And we've seen firsthand, as Declan said, we set this business up with our parents' hat on. We've seen firsthand how much they love playing with apps and how much they love playing with computer games. And the world of digital is obviously fascinating to them. However, um, it's one thing handing a device over and letting them kind of have this digital play. And it's another ensuring that they still have that, as you say, that physical play with with toys, you know, it is so important, actually, especially in the arts and crafts space, the creation of something by a child is really important for their cognitive development. Um, the motor skills, as Declan said, they're kind of cause and effect. There's so much, there's so many studies on this that shows how 
actually creating something and playing with the toy, whether it's building Lego or building something helps their uh, cognitive development. And they learn so much by doing that. And so this is why we wanted to create something like Hollow Toys, because we wanted our children to have a product like that, that where they could still have that playability with the physical, tangible product. And as Declan said, add that digital magic, magical layer to it as well. One of the big elephants in the room when it comes to childcare lately has been obviously the pandemic, which has resulted in a lot of parents having to figure out childcare, but also then figure out how to keep their kids occupied throughout the day. Like, you know, um, for our listeners, like uh, Declan and Kate just informed me that their kids are literally in the other room and could co- come into the room at any moment right now. This is like a common thing that parents have. So I imagine that this is, although like the pandemic obviously is a tough time to start a business, I imagine that this is also something that a lot of parents that are actually embracing, that they have something that can occupy and engage while also, you know, in, in their minds, not melt their kids' brains. Yeah, it's really important. Look, we've experienced this ourselves. You know, if, um, for example, if, if my daughter Emily or my son Ryan ask me for an app, if it's an educational app, I don't feel that bad really passing it to them and giving it to them for a few minutes, obviously, to, to let them entertain themselves with it. Um, but, you know, a lot of parents feel that, OK, there's a time limit that should be on that. And um, you certainly don't feel as guilty if they're learning something from it. Um, so that, that's actually going to be really important to us at Hollow Toys. So we want to add what we're calling, say, a soft STEAM approach to the business where we're uh, STEAM being science, technology, engineering, arts and maths, where we're, uh, we have that, have that, sorry, have that element of education and fun at the same time. So, yes, they'll be entertained, but they'll be learning at the same time. So, you know, when you have a book and you can enhance it, as Declan said, they are learning. So we have three books at the moment based on sea creatures, dinosaurs and pets. And each page educates the child um, so they can read the book without the app or they can hold the app, scan the book and see the creatures jump to life and learn about them and interact with them. So they're getting more of a, a playability on that. And so while they're being entertained, they're also being educated at the same time. And that's actually a really good point in the fact that, you know, all of our toys that we're, that we're creating, you know, take the technology away. They can still be enjoyed you know, w- without the technology. Um, we're simply just enhancing them using this digital technology, but they're all toys that have proven the test of time, traditional toys that have come, you know, have, have stood the test of time, such as stickers, you know, t- temporary tattoos, books, um, and obviously more hard lines to come that we can't talk about because uh, we want to build excitement. But, um, but yeah, all of these toys that we're basically building are things that have already been on the shelves. We're just enhancing them using this great technology. And, you know, when you th- what I'm thinking about the technology, then the technology aspect, um, you know, one thing that I-, I was kind of thinking of is like, as you're talking about STEM toys and like education, uh, a lot of that tends to be almost for teenagers more so than like younger, uh, y- um, younger children, because whenever I take my nieces and nephews out, like my oldest nieces are 12, there's like loads of things that are like 10 plus for them to engage with. But like for my nephew, who's like seven, like there's almost like nothing that's like tailor-made for him. So it really feels like that this is also kind of like touching into an aspect of like STEM education that has been kind of under, under underappreciated like in the toy industry to date. 
And, and actually, yeah. So if you look back at, at anyone who has tried um, AOR in the toy industry in the past, they, they were focusing on an age group that was certainly 10 plus, in some cases, even 12 and 13 plus. What we're simply doing is, you know, focusing on that younger demographic, because let's face it, they are ready for this. I mean, they they know their way around a phone. Um, you know, they've been swiping left and right on, 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 on smartphones, as well as having bottles in the left or right arm at the same time. Um, and really our app has been designed with a three-year-old in mind for that exact reason. Um, you know, so there's not really, we're, we haven't uh, added too much, you know, words to the device. It's, it's, it's very easy for a, uh, for a child to be able to navigate around the app. Um, and that's purely because of the ease of use of the, of the user experience has been designed for that three-year-old in, in mind, because they are the ones that are gen alpha generation. Um, they are the ones that are going to be the most uh, educated of us all. Um, and it's very important that we're able to then grow with that generation uh, as Hollow Toys grows um, because they're ready for it right now. So why not give it to them? Well, they are going to be the most educated generation in the world because of these technologies that are available to them. <clears throat> like our eight-year-old son would come in and I think on a daily basis, he basically teaches us about the world. You know, it's, it's fascinating what they're able to learn. Um, so yeah, they are the, the, having this education, I think at, the, at that young age and having the, the ability between the ages of three and 10 to be able to explore and learn through these emerging technologies is we think is a, is a great time for them to be able to do that because, um, you know, this is the world they'll grow up in. So it's a good time for them to start now in a safe way. How do you then create an experience that they can actually engage with? Like, uh, like how do you do like almost like user testing and uh, user experience optimization for this younger age group? As we said, they're in the room next door yeah. testing all of our ideas right now. Uh, I know, look, like to be honest, look, it, our ideas um, and the way they kind of we think about things at the moment is really we we do um, we do look to our our, our kids for inspiration. Um, we always say that Ryan is a creative director and uh, Emily's head of innovation. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, again, we can't really go into too much detail around our new products coming up. But he he did he, he did come up with a, a, a an idea recently that simply simply didn't come across our mind. And it was purely an idea that would only a child would think of. Um, but it was great because, you know, it, it was something that he simply said that made sense to him. Um, and we were just looked at each other and went, that's actually amazing. Let's do it. Um, and it just allows us to be able to then, you know, explore the mind of a child a little bit more um, and just kind of see the world ahead in the way that they see it. And uh, imagination um, and especially even character IP is, is, is very significant in the world, in the toy industry. Um, and it's because of the emotional connection that a child has with characters uh, or with their imagination. Um, and, and that imagination that, you know, we feel that we can now kind of enhance in this way um, and make it more real for the children uh, is something really, really special. So a, a little part of our app, which we're really proud of, is the fact that any of our animations, you can simply take and tap and place them in the room with you, um, which actually allows the children to be able to walk around the character as if the character was sitting dancing in the room with them. Um, and it, again, it just it crosses that kind of 
that portal uh, into a new world, uh, a world that we're trying to create, which is this mixed reality world. Um, and, and all that really can do for a child is really better their imagination that the character is actually alive in the room with them at the time. And um, the same with our unicorns, the same with our dinosaurs, you know, like there was a recent um, poll done there uh, as part of, you know, asking kids, do they think dinosaurs are going to come back to life? And over 52% of kids think that dinosaurs are actually going to roam the earth again. Um, and who knows, maybe they are, but, uh, but it was just something that, you know, that working with that type of imagination um, and building toys that appeal to that imagination group, it's just so special to be able to do it. Well, we can see though, just to your point in research, we obviously as a startup don't, we haven't had the budget necessarily to put into R and D just, just yet, but we will, but just looking at, you know, in our own, house looking at toys that that I suppose have that longevity and we know the toys that don't because they're sitting out in, in a spare room and they're never played with you know so we can see which ones obviously make sense um to our business and the ones that we feel that children will actually get m- most enjoyment out of in a relevant way I suppose with hollow toys there is actually something kind of funny as well about like those timeless toys mm-hmm. my fiance her niece and nephew have toys that I might I remember that mm. from yeah. like 25, 30 years ago. Mm. Like, so how are you guys still using this? There is definitely, you know, what's funny as well, when you were talking about like the experience that kids have then with this, what came to mind for me, especially when you were talking about dinosaurs, I'm not sure if people remember this, but back in like, back after Jurassic Park first came out, dinosaurs were everywhere. And Dublin mm-hmm. Zoo had this whole thing where they had animatronic dinosaurs in the section of Dublin Zoo. And I insisted going like every week. I thought it was the most Mm. incredible thing I had ever seen in my life. Um, Yeah, I dread like looking at photos of it now because it definitely wasn't. But like in my mind, it was the most (laughs) uh, incredible thing. And I'm just feeling like that what you're talking about there is basically going, hey, we're going to bring that like magic and that imagination right into your bedroom, like right into your yeah. home, you know? Yeah. That is exactly it. And, and and the word magic is really important to our business because kids, when they see our animations come to life, you know, we all talk about augmented reality and emerging technologies and all of this. And that's adult talk. But in the world of kids, it is magic. That is exactly what it is. And any child who has seen any of our animations come to life, their first word is always, wow, it's like magic. You know, they always just think it's incredible. And the parents the same because it is so new. And so that is exactly it. And it always brings me back. I remember... Um, shall we say late 80s um, a, sh- um, a shoe ad for Clark's shoes and there was um, it was about these magic shoes and there was a TV ad I think I was about seven at the time and there was a little girl in the woods she, her imagination brings her through to the woods and she, there's this treasure chest that, that like is just full of this gold light and she meets all these magical creatures and she talks about magic shoes and I just remember this ad being so magical that I needed these shoes they had a key at the end of them but it's back to your point, Dave, you know, when you're a child, if you can remember that can anything like that, that kind of brought any imagination or anything from your imagination to life was just incredible. So that's exactly what we're doing. Um, and, and the great thing about AOR is that you can, you know, bring things to magic for kids. So that's the exciting part about it. 
Clark shoes. Clark shoes. Fit for a princess. That's what was the ad. Yeah, that was the ad. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, you know, uh, like years later, you still remember that, but as you say, because of the magic. Oh, like, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you see, we we wouldn't have had, we, we had fairies, but they weren't really a thing. Like, whereas nowadays, there's fairy trails and there's just more tapping into the imagination of a child, which is just really interesting to us. And it just helps, you know, when you're growing a child's imagination like that, it just expands their world, you know, so it's, it's really brilliant. Yeah. There was actually, and to be honest, like at the end of the day, we're both kids ourselves and yeah, like yeah. just grown up kids. I remember yeah. we moved into a house uh, when our kids were really young. And one night I went out with a, uh, a lot of fairy, fairy doors and literally screwed them to all, a lot of trees in our, in our local little forest. And it was just, it was so much fun that getting up the next day and seeing all the kids coming out and just going, what is after happening in our forest? Like, and it was just fairy doors everywhere all over the trees so yeah we were doing it then we're still doing it now <laughs> I, i'm also a child at heart like i so for those that are saying we're actually doing this over a video conference um and if you look behind me i've got like part of my lego collection right over my shoulder oh, amazing I have that took a little time this one <laughs> this one took me way longer than i'm willing to admit See, those toys don't get old. It's the same as I, I love making jigsaws. I spend hours, if I ever got hours, to spend with them making them, you know, and that's exactly it. Like we spent, what, how long, half an hour playing with the slinky down the stairs last night. You know, there's these toys, you just don't go, you don't go sick of them. And I think any adult would still enjoy playing with Lego uh, to this day, you know, and I think it's the same for hollow toys. We got, we've gotten emails from parents to say, oh my God, myself, and my husband spent so long playing with hollow toys last night that we, you know, we didn't give it to our kids until the following morning because we got so much you know enjoyment out of it ourselves so it's it's great that adults are enjoying it just as much as the kids by the way that was the millennium falcon that dave has uh constructed on his uh <laughs> on his table behind his shoulder yeah cheers that god uh yeah this one yeah it's like eight thousand pieces or something it took me way too long That's insane. Uh, but you know like you guys are like you're already being recognized by the toy industry as well like you mentioned that you've been to a few conferences and um that you're already seeing like awards and recognition right uh, if i got that right yeah, so we were so proud. I mean, there's been a few pinch me moments, as we call them, um, to date in the business. And I suppose the first recognition, really, or validation of what we were doing was um, it came in January 2021 when, again, the world was locked down. There was no trade fairs happening. You know, Hong Kong fairs were cancelled. Nuremberg in Germany was cancelled. New York was cancelled. Um, but Nuremberg uh, decided to go uh, virtual with their show. Um, and how they did that was they basically allowed toy companies like ourselves to take over their Instagram account for 30 minutes and to be able to kind of present our wares in a way. Now, Kate's experience um, uh, and her CV kind of lends itself very well to um, being able to make things look amazing. Um, and she studied graphic design in college, um, but she has a, a great art of being able to take something and just being able to present it in a way that's very appealing to the eye. Um, and she did exactly that on our Instagram live feed, um, which was presented to experts all over the world. It was because of that presentation, that 30 minute presentation that we gave to those industry experts that we caught the attention of Nickelodeon. And they actually contacted us very soon after that presentation and said, listen, we love what you're doing. You know, this is simply the AOR we've been waiting for. Why don't you do this with Paw Patrol, our number one, um, you know, license for uh, the preschool uh, uh, age group. 
And that was a, a case of us kind of going, wow, I mean, we can't believe this. Uh, this has actually happened. So uh, we jumped at the opportunity. And then very soon after that, we also had similar conversations with Sega. And they also gave us Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, you know, and, and both of those licenses are really important for us because Paw Patrol allows us to be able to appeal to the, the younger part of our target market, which is your three to five slash 10 year olds. Whereas, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog allows us to skew a little higher, you know, where it's just the five to 10 year olds. Um, but also it's a dream come true because, you know, we loved playing with Sonic back in 1991 on the Sega Mega Drive. So it was great to get those validation points from those kind of licensors um, and, and, and for them to allow us to be able to create products, you know, that are collaborations because all of those products, again, will come to life using the Hollow Toys app. And um, we're not white labeling our app for these, you know, um, amazing licenses. We're actually doing it as a collaboration under the Hollow Toys app. Um, it's also a huge year for these because they all have movies coming out, such as Sonic 2 came out. Um, also Sonic this year. Sonic 2 was the best movie in the world. Oh, it was amazing. Like, yeah, and uh, and also incredible. you had Paw Patrol. They they have another movie coming out even next year. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot happening with these licenses. So, you know, they're not just flashing the pans by any means. These are things that people like have such an emotional connection with. It's just great to be part of that story. Um, and then the other, but the other part, which was amazing, was we took our brand to London Toy Fair in January, just gone. And uh, we actually achieved um, runner up prize. We got silver in uh, the Editor's Choice Award, uh, which basically means that, you know, uh, for, for for all the eyes that were on London because of all the other uh, trade fairs were cancelled, um, you know, there was over 270 um, toy companies exhibiting thousands and thousands of products. And we came out with silver as part of the Editor's Choice Award. And that's an award that is kind of picked by a lot of the kind of the, the press um, and media type people that kind of visit the show on day one. And then they all kind of vote for their favorite toys in that way. Um, but we didn't even, you know, we didn't even expect to get that type of recognition. And then when we walked away with silver on that uh, as part of that show, it was just an amazing achievement for us. Um, and then we can call our range an award-winning range. <laughs> That's incredible. That, well, congratulations, firstly. Um, Thank you. But, it, you know, one thing that I thought was really interesting there is that you seem to have been able to, during the pandemic, well, like a lot of, um, you know, uh, shows were uh, cancelled and that kind of thing. It seems like that you were able to somewhat benefit actually as well in regards to like, hey, like we can virtually meet with folks, we can virtually connect with folks and like you two then aren't like constantly traveling to all of these places to try and speak to what you're doing. Yeah, so I think, as we always say, we feel that COVID hindered and helped some businesses. And I think for us, it really helped us because... You know, at the beginning, it was a little bit daunting. We felt, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We've just launched a new toy brand. You know, you're supposed to go to the toy fairs and meet people, you know, in person to sell it and to share your experiences and everything. Um, but we just said, look, uh, we're in this situation now. Let's set up. So we, you know, we got ourselves some lighting. We got ourselves a good microphone and we sat in our living room for two years and sold, uh, sold our dream. Um, and what that did was through Zoom, through the wonder of Zoom, uh, even though people give out about it now, but it really allowed us to meet people that we would never have met uh, had it not been for COVID. So as Declan said, you know, Nickelodeon obviously saw our presentation. I'd say 
Nickelodeon wouldn't have, you know, it would have been very difficult to get in front of Nickelodeon at um, Nuremberg had we been there, you know, without COVID. So um, also people have been really helpful in helping us to grow the business. The team at Nickelodeon Paramount now um, have been just unbelievable at helping us to make connections. The team at Sega have been so helpful. So having these conversations virtually has meant that, um, you know, we've kind of saved time. We've met more people. We've been able to showcase what we have um, and it has allowed us to grow the business massively. But we've also managed to get distribution in over 14 countries through doing that. So we've been contacted, say, for example, if somebody saw us on on Spielberg and Messi Digital or you know, we did a lot of PR with um, Toy World magazine, who, who've also been huge supporters. Uh, through all of these connections, we've met people all over the world and toy distributors and, and been able to sell and set up meetings through Zoom. So it has helped massively because, you know, how many times could we get on a plane and go and go to these countries as a startup? Yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that you can go for a run in the morning, come back, you know, have a shower, walk down the stairs and then present to people in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> like he was just, exactly. you know, it was, it's, it's something, it's the openness and the willingness for the world to be able to be contacted at any time. And also, you know, this is something that has global appeal. So we've been lucky enough to be able to, you know, make our presence felt in over 14 countries um, at all different time zones, of, of course. But that suits us because as parents now, you know, we are able to collect our kids from school at certain hours of the day and able to come home and then, you know, work with their, with our American friends, uh, uh, you know, from eight o'clock in the evening onwards. So um, it just allows us to be able to 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 work when we want in the way that we that we want um, and to live the life that's balanced. Yeah, exactly. And I think the beauty of being able to sell virtually and even just uh, present our, our range virtually and digitally is that, you know, for example, on the Spiel of Iron Messe virtual Instagram live presentation, people were able to see from the um, point of view of the device that they use anyway, you know, so because they're using their devices to bring our products to life. So by looking through, I suppose, the lens of, of the the device, it, it it allows us to be able to sell because essentially, obviously, our products are physical, but it's the digital magic um, that that kind of enhances what we have. So, being able to present it digitally also helps with that as well, you know. But there's pros and cons to meeting people, obviously, in real in the real world as well. As Declan said, to be able to go to the, back to the London Toy Fair this year was just brilliant. You know, you're back in the buzz, so it's important that you have a mix of both. But it has taught us a lot about you know, how you can have that right balance. Um, So we will definitely, you know, not be getting on on a thousand planes to travel around the world. We don't need to do that. We'll continue to work virtually as well as physically. That's such a great point. Like finding that right balance of like, you know, there are some days where you're like, great, I can do a, like I can do a Zoom call with Dubai. And then there's other weeks where you're like, no, we'll need, we need to be in London for this. But imagine as well, like a toy fair, like London, there's this aspect of, um, I think like browsing or like people just meeting by ha- happenstance, like that just doesn't happen over Zoom as much anymore. Yeah. No, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. Exactly- and, and, and the toy industry love to take a toy up and turn it around and look at it on all different angles and, you know, uh, touch and feel because, mm-hmm. it, and, and that's a problem that we're again, trying to solve with the business because the toy industry is built on physical products. And the reason for that is because, you know, Mr. Shop on the high street makes his margin of selling a physical product that sits on a shelf in his shop. And, you know, 
or even sells it out online or whatever. But the toy industry is built on physical products. And you can see that even with the gaming, the world of gaming, you know, people, kids can just literally download games now onto their Xbox or onto their, you know, Switch. And there's not that need anymore to go in and buy a physical game off a shelf anymore. So the toy industry is kind of losing out in that kind of, that supply chain a little bit um, because of emerging technology. But what we're trying to do is put the physical toys back into the stores, but allow them to be just enjoyed using emerging technology. Um, so yeah, we're just, uh, the, the toy industry is real, real physical based. And, and it's really important that you do have that physical, um, physical attachment to the industry as well. You've got a nice like framing there of like bringing the, the tech to the physical world in both the way that you're working and also the products that you're you're sharing. I, I like that. Yeah. That's it. Um, well, it's really important to get out and meet the people that you're, you know, that you do Zoom with, I suppose. You know, it's funny seeing them in real life, in, in real 3D, like, but it's, uh, it's, it's it, the toy industry is actually like a family. That's what we've discovered. They're just such a lovely group of people. And, and there's so many family businesses yeah, in it as well. Like, I mean, it's amazing that like, even from recent retailers to to people who work in toy from even the licensing perspective there's so many people who have brothers sisters dads generations of 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 family members Mm -hmm. um and it's a case of a lot of people have even said to us that are closer to the industry than we have been you know that it's a kind of an industry that once you get in you don't get out um (laughs) you know it's and and there's a reason for that because it's it's great fun we we love it absolutely love it I think I mean it sounds like that you guys have had an amazing couple of years. Like, so what's next? Like, where do you guys see Holoto is like hopefully being in like the next two years or three years? So yeah, the vision for Hollow Toys really, um, it kind of does stem from our belief that is, you know, I suppose leveraging on this new technology, um, but definitely to create and own an AOR category in toy um, is our vision. Um, And we want to do that, you know, because we have streamlined our app to work across all of our products. So, you know, bringing out and introducing more products is definitely going to be our key focus. Um, But also working with licenses as well to do the same with them. Um, And I suppose for the next three years, licensed products will be kind of 40% of our content strategy. And that leaves 60% for us to be able to focus on our core Hollow Toys content. And that is stuff that we will be developing in-house ourselves, but also, um, you know, creating themes that have been known and loved by children for generations and really just kind of building more on, on, on top of that. Um, but definitely we've over 50 products over the next three years that we're bringing to market. And it's really important that as a toy company, you do that because of the way the toy industry is structured. Um, it's structured in a way that, you know, it's, it's seasonal. So you've got your spring, summer collection, and then you've got your autumn, winter collection, similar to fashion. Um, but it's really important that you kind of constantly also have your hero products that you're able to maybe put a bit of marketing spend behind. Um, so it's our focus for the next, it's definitely two years is to create more of those hero products and, and really kind of launch with a high volume of products over the next three years. I think it's important to say as well that, you know, Declan and I always say we're not the first to bring augmented reality to the toy industry. What we're doing is different to what's been done before, and that is um, the quality. The quality of our animations has been commented on by every single person we've presented our products to. They think that, that the this is the AOR that the industry has been waiting for. The team that we have working on it have just 
over 50 years experience in this space and they are incredible. The speed and the simplicity, as, as Declan also mentioned, is really, really key to what we're doing. If we want kids to come off social media, we want to be able to give them as quick an experience as possible. Um, and as we say, we have one app to rule them all. Um, so we only have one app across all of our products, which makes it really simple for parents because they know if they go into a toy store or if they want to buy our products online, that they can buy as many of our products as we develop them and they have the app already. So it's really easy for them to use it. And they know that their kid can just, you know, interact. And they also know that when they're buying Holo toys that they have a guarantee that it's safe, that it's, uh, you know, premium quality and it's really easy to use. Actually, yeah, we're KidSafe certified as well, which Mm -hmm. is another point. Um, Yeah, which means there's no nasty stuff basically in our app. That's that's excellent because I know as well, like, um, you know, the, the fact that there's that consistency where it's like if there's that trust element and the consistency element of if a parent trusts your app and can kind of say, oh, I, I've had my kids use this before. I know what it's all about. It, it yeah. like Hollow Toys isn't only then a, a toy brand. It's also a stamp of like safety where it's like, we yeah. know what we're getting from this. And, and that's really important. And I think it's important to anybody listening, you know, we, first and foremost, we are parents. And the reason we set up this business is because we want our children and, and our children's generation to have that access to technology that's just really fun, but completely safe. And that's really important. And as, as we said, you know, that premium quality. So, yes, it is that guarantee. And actually our generation, I always talk about this, you know, our generation, we're the millennial parents. So we grew up in an age of digital revolution. We were the first to experience social media. We all remember when Bebo came out, we were the first to experience all these emerging technologies, even they've been around since the 80s. But we've really kind of grown up with how much they've developed and they developed so quickly in recent years. So we're all kind of new enough to this um, to this era of digital revolution as well. You know, this era of digital, should I say. Um, so we are also the first generation to kind of expect, because of social media, to expect a closer relationship with brands and to have that trust and loyalty with them. Um, and we kind of expect almost a relationship, um, a back and forth relationship with the brand. So we do know that as parents as well. So uh, as a brand, that's really important um, that people trust us. I love that. And, you know, uh, I I just want to say finally, Kate Declan, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out. Um, You know, as you were talking there, you were talking about like, you know, uh, um, all of the all of the different work that you guys are doing to like really build up the brand, but make sure that people understand that this is a safe place, a safe community you're operating. And it seems like you've touched 14 different countries now. Is there anything that the digital Irish community, anybody that may be listening to this uh, podcast today, is there anything that we can be doing or they can be doing to support Hollow Toys or help you guys out? Um, I spread the word. <laughs> no, but to be honest, um, look, we've just come, we've been really fortunate in that we've just come out of our first um, Series A round of investment. So uh, it's amazing we've got fourteen investors on board um, as part of our Series A round, and we also have backing from our uh, Enterprise Ireland as part of the high potential startup. Um, so it's amazing to have that backing from the investors we have at the moment. But like anything, I mean, you know, it's no doubt about it that as we grow 
uh, there will be another time and there will be hopefully a series B. Um, um, so if this is something that anyone of your listeners is, uh, you know, feels that kind of ticks a box for their values uh, and they uh, have similar vision, um, you know, we're always open to conversations, but definitely um, spread the word. If you have any little people in your lives, please uh, put some Hollow Toys products in their hands and uh, wait for that wow moment because we we uh, we guarantee it won't, uh, won't disappoint. it won't disappoint. Yeah. Our, our website for any anybody who wants to know is hollowtoys.com and, and Hollow Toys, by the way, is spelled H-O-L-O-T-O-Y-Z.com. Yes. yes. And our um we're on Instagram as well and Facebook, just at Hollow Toys. We're 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 just about to set up a TikTok, which get in with these this new generation of TikTokers now. Well, I might have a thing or two I can share with you on that. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'll, I'll make sure to link to everything in our show notes as well for anybody who's interested in learning more. Um, but uh, one last time, just Kate, Declan, thank you so much. Thank you so much for for having us. It was really lovely. To Thanks, talk to you. Dave. And that is it for today's episode. A massive thank you again to Kate and Declan for sharing their experience establishing Hollow Toys. I think there's some great learnings for other aspiring entrepreneurs. And if there are folks that are looking to understand more, the details for how to contact Hollow Toys are in the show notes. We're also keen to hear what you thought of this episode. So please do reach out to us. Hello at digitalirish.com. If you haven't already, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. The more ratings that we get, this helps us grow, helps make sure that we can bring you even more great folks like Kate and Declan to speak to you about their experiences as founders. Please do check out digitalirish.com, our website, for information about upcoming live events that we have. We've recently had events in New York and London, and we're hoping to have even more over the course of the second half of this year. But for now, thank you again for joining us and hope to see you soon.